Welcome to the Midlife Rise and Thrive podcast. I am your host, Dr. Sarah Poldmay. If you have been wondering how to feel your best in mind, body, and spirit as you navigate through midlife, then this is the show for you. Each week, I'm sharing accessible education, heartfelt stories, and exclusive interviews. We will be talking about everything from health and wellness to sex and relationships and the many challenges and opportunities that come with midlife. It's time to take charge and live fully with intention as you write your next chapter. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. I am super excited to welcome Sherry Lynn Sarkle. She is an award-winning communications consultant, a problem solver, and big picture thinker. She has an international reputation as a social media innovator, is a prolific blogger and podcaster. Wow, that's a lot. Her goal for her 50 Women Over 50 podcast was to talk with women over 50 to learn how they see the world, what lessons they've learned in life, and what advice they have for us all. Welcome, Sherry Lynn. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I did want to point out that, that the last name is Starkey, not Starkey. Oh, sorry, Starkey. Common mistake. It's common mistake, yeah. Well, welcome, welcome. And for our listeners out there, I thought that Sherry Lynn and I would talk about her own little midlife crisis and how she got over it by interviewing 50 women over 50 on her own podcast. Yes. So I guess it all started on the morning of my 59th birthday. When I woke up and realized I was entering into the last year of my 50s. I was, I don't know, like I just couldn't shake this. It was kind of a sadness, but also fear and definitely a blue mood, you know, definitely a blue mood. I was like, I can't, I can't even believe I'm 50. And here I am on the threshold of 60. And what happened to the last 10 years? And, you know, I just didn't even feel comfortable in my skin as if somebody in their 50s yet. And here I was moving on to the next decade. I really, really wasn't happy about it at all. Mm-hmm. And I had blues for several days. And I, I don't know what I, I just woke up one morning and thought, you know, it was also coming out of the pandemic. And I just kind of feel isolated. And I don't talk to anyone my own age about what it's like to be this age. Like uh, at the time, I am a bit of a workaholic. So I was just like working, working, working. And looking after family, right? Like we all were during the pandemic and not really connecting with friends the way that I would normally have done. And so I just thought, I need it. I need to talk. Find out what uh, other people are like, how are other people facing this? So I just woke up one morning and thought, you know what? I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to interview 50 women over 50 about what it's like to be a woman of this age in this era. And that's what I did. So... (laughs) And my goal was to have them all done before I turned 60, but I missed that because it was during the summertime, it was difficult to get people to come on and stuff. But anyway, I did it in about a calendar year. So great. It's a lot. (laughs) Wow. That's fascinating. And I can say that going into this podcast, my goal was to help others, but I have been shocked by how much I've learned and have have grown myself just from the conversations with the amazing women that I've had on the show, like yourself. And 
So I think when we set out to do something powerful, as women, we tend to do a lot of things that are focused on others. But I can just say that I am eternally grateful for this project of mine because you just learn so much by hearing from other people and their experiences. So thank you for coming on the show and sharing with us. Yeah, so happy to be here. And that's kind of the open-mindedness I went into my show with. And I, I just thought I want to get as wide as a, an experience as I can. And it's actually um, more difficult than it sounds <laughs> to do that on this kind of show because we talk, like we go deep, right? We talk about some deeply personal things and a, a lot of people don't want to talk about that. I had several people that I approached to come on just turn me down. They, they were like, I don't want the world to know that I'm over 50. Right. Uh, you know, I had one woman tell me, and she was quite right, that because she's in the media and she was like, this could significantly damage my career projection if it was widely known that I'm over 50. Mm-hmm. I you know, totally respect that. So it, it was a, a bit of a challenge to find 50 women to come on, but I did. And we did get a broad range of interviews. Like people are like professional women. I had authors, I had bikers, I had uh, women that were kind of changed the world and women that had had suffered significant knockbacks in life that were, you know, kind of picking themselves up by their bootstraps and marching on. I had uh, a woman that was a police officer who was raped by a stranger. She went on to start her own not-for-profit to help women recovering from that kind of attack. I had a woman who'd been trafficked by the man that was supposed to protect her. I had a woman that at age 52, her husband came home and said, you know, it's over and I'm marrying somebody 20 years younger than you. And it was a bit of a, a classic scenario there that played out. But, you know, this this particular woman, she was like, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. I've now met the person who is the love of my life and we've gone into business and she's just having a fantastic life. Although she was quite devastated when it happened because she didn't see it coming, she was able to like turn things around. So it's fantastic voyage really of talking to all these women of different experiences. Yeah. And that I think with age, obviously comes wisdom and we can look back on the things that have happened in our lives. And when they're happening, we think that they're happening to us, but often, oftentimes they're happening for us. And that's such a beautiful thing to look back on. And I'm sure that many of the stories that were shared with you had an element of that. And that's so beautiful. And I think as we get older and we see that happen, more than once in our lives, we can start to hopefully experience more comfort while we're going through a difficult situation because we know that there are some gifts within each of those situations. Yes, yes. That's certainly one of the lessons that I took away from it. Also that, you know, us old girls, like we're resilient as hell. You know, we take our punches, but we keep getting up and putting one foot in front of the other and you know, making lemonade when served lemons. And yeah, we are just so resilient. And and I think that it's, and this came up time and time and time again in the interviews, that it's the first time that a cohort of women like us has reached this stage in life. Like our mothers did not have the autonomy that we have. They didn't have the financial backing that we have. They weren't used to making choices for themselves in their in their lives the way that our generation is. And so we're kind of doing it in a in a way that's completely different from the last several generations that we've seen go before us. 
Yeah, that's such a beautiful thing. I know there's, I think that we, we can live in this, I don't know if it's a vortex or, or what, but we live in this place where we think that we've always had the rights and the freedoms and the abilities that we've had, but we haven't. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that women, for instance, were not allowed to get a hysterectomy without their husband's permission. Now, right. <laughs> even envision living in that world. And it's just amazing that we are, you know, forging new paths for ourselves and making history and hopefully are able to bring to the table some some of these things that we can't take for granted and share those with our daughters and, you know, make the most out of the gifts of being a woman, but also look at the challenges we faced in the past. Yes. And and I think it's one thing that I've saw, seen this, so like generations before us, when they got to 50 or 55, you know, the kids were growing up and leaving and, you know, the empty nest syndrome was, you know, was quite devastating because that's that's their life's work, right? That's their life's work. And now the kids have grown up and gone and, and what am I going to do now? But, you know, we talked about that in a couple of interviews, but it wasn't as prevalent as I thought it would be. And it mostly women were like, it's me time. Mm. You know, it's like I've done some important stuff but I have a lot more to do. And the kind of, I finally have time to focus on myself and do what I want to do. And I would say that that theme was a lot more prevalent, a lot stronger than the, oh, it, you know, the kids have grown and, and I don't know what to do with myself thing right now. Well, perhaps because so many women are working or had at least launched into a part of their career before they decided to to stay home. But yeah, there are so, and each experience, regardless of how we experience going through the empty nester stage, is valid and has its own shares of excitement or sadness. And we can't take away from that for each woman and how they experience it. But what we can do collectively is exactly what you've been doing, Sherry, then is just finding out how we all experience things to know that we're not alone and how can we learn. You know, who is our biggest role model? I was listening to a podcast before we hopped on, actually. Let's see, who was it? Rachel Hollis, maybe. And she was saying someone had asked her who her biggest role model was, or maybe not role model, who she looked up to the most, or who she wanted to look back on and think, wow, they were amazing. And she said, my 90-year-old self. And I just loved that because... You know, I still feel like hopefully I have a few more decades left to make an impact on this world. And, you know, it's no longer the Golden Girls era where everybody just kind of stops doing what they're doing at 55. You know, we can create and make these the most productive years of our lives if we so choose. And that's so wonderful. And you know what? Of the 50 interviews, only two of those women want to retire. Yeah, the other 48 that they wanted to stay engaged, a lot of them made drastic career changes. They were like, okay, I did what I had to do to get the mortgage paid, but now I have a little bit more freedom and I do what I want to do. And they've changed, they've changed what they do or they change how they do it or they change where they're working from. A lot of this kind of, I'm going to go live in Panama and work from there thing yeah. came to the fore. But only two women through the whole series of interviews were like, okay, I'm looking forward to retiring. I'm done. I I, I want to get out of the the rat race kind of thing. Right. So, but what you said about the power of shared stories is so true because for me personally, my transformation came from I was feeling so blue and down and 
like I've completely 180 on that, right? Like I'm like, feel so optimistic and full of energy and not worried about getting old and I'm enjoying my children, my grandchildren, my work. And now that I've seen all these women doing amazing things, it really did open my eyes to the fact that it's not over yet and it's not over by a long shot. Yeah. Good. So what were some of the other lessons that you learned? The thing about it being me time, I think it's the single biggest lesson. Women were changing career focus. They were changing partners. A couple of women were like, I've been married to this guy for 30 years and I ain't spending another day with him. (laughs) Some of them on the opposite end of that. One woman I interviewed settled down with a female partner for the first time in her life and has set up life as a gay person and is thriving. And we talked a lot about hindsight with her about, you know, she had been married and she'd taken on a lot very early in life Mm. and kind of got trapped in a situation that wasn't really right for her. So, and yeah, this whole thing about it's me time and I'm going to be selfish for a little while and actually do some stuff that I want to do. That's the single biggest focus. The other thing is about, you know, I, I said at the beginning that I got turned down by a lot of people but I had hundreds and hundreds of people apply to come on my show. So although you know some of the handpicked people that I that I wanted to come on said no, like women are very eager to tell their stories. They want to share their stories. They want to share their wisdom. They want to shape their legacy. They they want to leave an imprint on on this world. And and coming on shows like mine and yours is part of how they're doing it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that that has a, a long historical framework. I think women are sharers and and want to help each other, and that's such a beautiful thing. And so that leads me to thinking about shaping our legacies. I think we touched on that just a couple minutes ago, but maybe not in that in those words. But you know, what are your thoughts on how we're going to shape our legacy? Yeah, I think it goes back to this thing about our cohort being different and empowered, like. We're mostly Gen Xs, a little bit of boomers in our 50s right now, but mostly Gen Xers. And, you know, we had a unique upbringing (laughs) that's probably not seen since Victorian times in terms of, uh, you know, children being, you know, we made a lot of decisions early in life. Right. And we're used to making decisions for ourselves. Yeah. And so I think that the impact that we're having on, we continue to have on life like no thoughts of retirement. I'm going to keep contributing. I'm going to keep making a difference. It's yeah, that's part of the the shaping legacies. Mm-hmm. I interviewed a number of women who wanted to write their life story and, you know, learning how to be an author and stuff like that. I, I, I spoke to a couple of women that were doing that. And then also in other ways, telling their stories as part of shaping their legacy. Like uh, there was an octogenarian influencer on uh, Instagram, legions of followers. Her whole goal is she says, I have something to say. I want to make an impact. I, you know, and that's that's why she's doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of my favorite patients that I see in clinic are my old ladies. I mean, they just, you know, it's, they just live out loud, whether it's that they're being really cranky and they want everyone to know what they're struggling with or whether they're giving back to their community. 
they don't mince words usually. And I just love that. You know, I think we have a lot of lessons to learn from them. And again, our daughters have a lot of lessons to learn from us. So that's, that's wonderful. So what did you feel like you said that you made a 180. So by talking to all of these women, you really felt some transformation for you personally. Yeah, it really was a journey of transformation for me. I was like, oh boy, I was not in good shape. And by the time my 60th birthday came around, I was, you know, just happy. We had a party, we went roller skating, had some fun and didn't dread 60. That was the main thing. I didn't dread 60 in the least. Mm -hmm. I was just like, let's do this. We got lots more to do after this as well. So yeah. yeah. So the personal transformation for me was quite telling and very, very positive. Yeah. So what words of wisdom would you give to other women that are going through a rough time if they maybe don't want to start a podcast, if they're going through a rough time with their next birthday coming up and really dreading getting older? You need to lean into your community, like connect with other women and talk things through and, and learn from, from their experiences. That was like key for me, key for me. And the other thing, I guess, is just kind of open your eyes to like a, a broader horizons than your personal circumstances. Because, well, you know, I was like, I haven't had a perfect life, but some of these women that I interviewed, what they've gone through and he, they're still standing and they're still smiling and they're taking on life every single day. It's inspirational. It really is. Yeah. And get help. Like if you're not feeling well about this stuff and you're, you're worried that there's lots of help out there that you can find. There's people online that are sharing stories like you and I, there's coaches. And, you know, if you're feeling depressed, go, go and see a doctor. Like that's a medical condition. A lot of women, fewer than I suspected, but you, you know, you, you see so much online about this perimenopause and the menopause and how it affects women's emotions. Surprisingly, that didn't come up very often on the podcast. I thought it would be, we'd spend a lot more time talking about menopause symptoms than we did. Well, we didn't. But, you know, if you're experiencing something like that and you're, you're not feeling well and it's getting you down, go and see your doctor. There's lots of help out there. There's lots of things that you can do to help you manage those symptoms and, and get through it. And it is a process. Like you come through perimenopause <laughs> and you feel so much better later. So, you well, know. That's why when you were saying that you, it didn't come out, I'm wondering if it's because you were interviewing women 50 over 50 and a lot of the perimenopausal symptoms do hit in your 40s. And as women, we tend to be martyrs and we we may have gone through it, but by the time it's over, we kind of have moved on. You know, That's exactly it. 100%. That's exactly it. Totally. So they didn't experience it, but maybe because it's in the past, they're like, we don't need to talk about it. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. They were like, oh, yeah. You know, we had a couple of reflections about yeah. You know, the night sweats and the hot flushes and stuff. But, uh, you, you know, I, I think of the 50 interviews, there was only one episode that was 100% devoted to that subject. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wonderful. It's been such a pleasure talking with you. I think that what you did 
resonated so strongly with me when I saw your profile that I said, oh, I've got to talk to her because, again, my experience of talking with all of these other women that are, you know, helpers and healers and some of the women I've had on the podcast were simply women that have gone through a really rough time and shared their story. It's just been such a transformative experience for myself in ways that I never expected. And, you know, I set my podcast day up for Mondays because I just love, love, love starting my week with women that can lift other women up. And it's just such a a strong experience. And I know that just to share something personal, I uh, didn't have a lot of women friends when I was in school, whether it be in college or high school or middle school. I didn't feel like I could lean on other girls while I was growing up. And I don't know if that was just personal circumstances, the time that I grew up in or what have you. And it's been such an, a wonderful thing as I've gotten older to really start to value my friendships and other women and other business women. It's just been so beautiful. And I hope that more and more women lean on each other the way that you and I have both started to lean on other women. Yeah, that's another one of the positive outcomes of my podcasting project is I, I have 50 new friends now. Right. And, you know, we're all connected on social media. We see each other online all the time. And I just have uh, like some really solid friendships and connections that have come from from this process. Isn't that wonderful? Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. In the show notes, we will share all of your contact information. But is there anything that you would like for the listeners to know and hear right now about you and how I get in touch with you? Oh, well, if you just Google Sherry Lynn, you'll find me. I have a pretty big digital footprint. But my my parting words to the ladies listening to this podcast is, this is your moment. Like, this is it. Grab it. Seize it. Go for it. Because we're taking on the world and we're winning. (laughs) I love that. I love it. It is our moment. We've got so much wisdom. We've got so much experience. So let's do it, right? Exactly. Love it. Well, thank you. Thank you. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me on. I enjoyed speaking with you. Too. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Midlife Rise and Thrive podcast. If you are struggling right now to answer the question, what's next? I want you to sit with me here for a moment. Take this moment with me to breathe in deeply. Go ahead and breathe in and breathe out completely. I want you to set a new intention to rise and thrive in this truly important next chapter of your life. Sometimes it's tough to get started and I want to help. Grab your free copy of my self-assessment tool that will give you three ways to get started. Link is in the show notes. I'll see you next time.